Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. And do they really live in igloos? I want to know. Yeah, I think that they do. They do. Yeah. they do. Some of them do. Yeah. Oh, I guess they're actually really, really warm once you build yeah. it. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Then they have like fires in them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it doesn't melt. To me, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because it's so cold on the outside. Mm-hmm. It must be. Yeah. But wouldn't it slowly melt from the inside? I would think so. But then by the time it starts to do that, Refreeze. I would imagine it's already. As soon as it gets thin enough to the point where that's happening, then. The outside would then refreeze it. Would be my thought behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. And that's and I've that's never built building. An and that's building an igloo. <laughs> I've never built one. What else would you like to know about? <laughs> well, I'm, I know you didn't give me stuff. any like definitive answers. You just said what you think. <laughs> what? Anyone? A building an igloo? <laughs> oh no, that's pretty. That, that's true. Mm. I don't. I don't know. It sounds right, doesn't it? It doesn't make it true. I think it. All right, we're still working our way through John. Thanks for joining us for another episode of our podcast. John 10 is where we're at today. We're talking about the good shepherd and his sheep. All right, Jesus, of course, is the shepherd that we're talking about. Who are these sheep? Of course, they're you and me. We are sheep. Christians, people who follow Jesus. And he's using this analogy because, oh, you know, these poor Pharisees, they just... They don't get it. He's trying. Have you ever Have you ever uh, seen Charlie Brown? Listen yeah. to Charlie Brown. Have you seen sure the new penis movie? There we go. I have. Yeah. Watched when it they, last week. When the adults talk, what does it sound like? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I swear that's what, they, that's what the Pharisees hear when Jesus opens his mouth. Probably. Yeah. And they have no concept. Now, I think partly that has to do with the fact that Jesus did that on purpose. Yeah. You know, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they just, they, they can't seem to grasp it. And once again, we're struggling with the concept of who Jesus is. They cannot wrap their mind around the fact that he's the Messiah. Going to struggle with that up until they... Mm-hmm. And it's not just the Pharisees that are struggling right. here. It's the whole Jewish community as it is. Right. Partly because the Pharisees had done so much talking and teaching about who the Messiah should be that they were, that the Jews themselves were confused at who he was. Yeah. And even when they ask him, tell us plainly, are you the say are you the son of God? He tells them basically, yes, he is. And what do they want to do? Stone him. They want to stone him. He's a liar. Then he's like, no, and he leaves. And he says, but what about all the good stuff I've done? And they, they said, well, we're not stoning you because of the good things you've done. Yeah. We're stoning you because you're blasphemy against God, saying that you are the son of God. Well, didn't you just ask me to tell you if I was the son of God? So I'm asked. confused. So that was a trick? <laughs> so I'm very confused. Uh-huh. Just like the Jews were confused here. I'm very confused at what the Jews were trying to accomplish by this. Yeah, that, I, that I don't know. Trying to... Trick him, I guess. I don't know. Still. Yeah. And of course, then they tried to. The, the chapter ends with them trying to grasp him, and whoop, he slips away. 
Well, yeah, that's not... Because his, his job wasn't done at that point. So. No. But let's back up and pull a few things. I mean, first of all, we need to understand that Jesus is our good shepherd. He is. All right. He tells us that. He does. And if you're one of his, what do you, what do you, what do you do? Well, you know his voice. You listen to him when he says, "Come." You come. You follow when he. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And it's a very safe place to be. You know, uh, it talks about some hired hands, and a, and those people don't hang around. As soon as the wolf shows up, what happens? They, they out. They're out because they don't care yeah. for the sheep like the shepherd does. Yeah, they scatter. But I think you have to back up and you have to talk about sheep for just a minute. Sheep are a very interesting animal. Dumbest things on the planet. Exactly. Which I think that's the reason why uh, we, get, we get compared to them so much. Exactly. Is because I, I, I don't think we miss a sheep's intelligence very, very far. No. Basically, the sheep really have to have a shepherd to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I understand right, sheep will eat themselves to death. I believe you're correct. Um, they, 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 they're just very helpless. Yeah. And they really have to have somebody to follow. But now at the same time, it's interesting that when it's very true that when the shepherd works with those sheep, they will become attached to him. Yeah. And they will follow him. They know his voice. I mean, it is just amazing what happens when they have this shepherd. Yeah. But they have to have their shepherd. Yeah. Okay. Or doesn't go well. And so it makes for a great analogy because we really need what? Jesus. Mm-hmm. We have to have him. If, if For everything. Everything. Yeah. I mean, if we didn't have Jesus leading us, we would just be walking around in circles. Eating ourselves to death. <laughs> yeah. Eating ourselves to death. Yeah. So we have to all, have it. All still applies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's what Jesus was trying to say is the fact that we as sheep need him. We yes. as Christians, we need him. Amen. And what he's pointing out too is, is that there's something different between the hired help and the shepherd. Him being the shepherd, what does he do? He lays his life down for his sheep. Mm-hmm. Which is what Jesus does. Or did. It's what he did. Yep. He laid his life down for us on the cross. Yep. And it goes on to say that he, he was not something that was taken from him. It's something that he laid down. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, a, <laughs> which the is extremely is important. important. Yeah. Yes. Because if he had not laid his life down, the whole idea of the crucifixion and what Jesus did on the cross would not have worked. Correct. It had to be of his own choosing. Yep. But there's a couple other things that we have to understand. Um it says here that there are, uh, I have other sheep that are not in this sheep pen, and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our world right now, it seems like we are so uh, fractured, and we can't even stand to be around each other, if you will. Yeah. And that doesn't even, and that's not just for the political state or the things out there. The churches themselves can't seem to get along. And I think sometimes we forget that the really one thing that matters is following Jesus. Yeah, that's where it should all start. Yeah, and in the end, we should be lining up with our shepherd. Yes. And if we are following Jesus, have a personal personal relationship with Jesus, the rest really shouldn't matter. The rest should. Well, at that point, the rest would fall into line to a certain extent Mm -hmm. absolutely but what happens is we get so caught up talking about as michael mentioned earlier the color of the light switches yeah (laughs) start my own church (laughs) (laughs) and and it sounds silly but it's happened 
Yeah. And so I think sometimes as redeemed Christians, we forget, we, we lose sight of what really matters. And that is following Jesus. Mm-hmm. When it all boils down to it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I want to be careful here. I want to make sure that it sounds like that the only thing that matters is a personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what matters. Yes. We can get so sidetracked with everything else that we miss that. When in essence, what it is, is us getting up every morning, having a quiet time, talking to the Lord, Mm -hmm. uh, searching him out, serving in ministry. I mean that. I mean that's. I mean that's how it works. That's what it boils down to. Everything else takes care of itself after that. Absolutely. Sometimes I think that we get a little caught up on a one or two point Calvinist. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure Jesus really wanted that. What he's concerned about is you making time for him in the morning, reading your Bible, praying, and serving the Lord. Yep. I mean, let's break it down. To, I mean, as to me, that's as simple as it gets. Yeah. And we have a tendency to make these. Mountains out of molehills, if you will. Yeah. When Jesus really just wants us all to work together as a family of believers and follow him. Yeah, and have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's that personal relationship with Jesus that makes all the difference. I mean, to be honest, I get a little irritated because um, it's like the other night I was talking to somebody and uh, he used the word religious. I don't even like to consider myself a religious person. Right. Because... Religious has so many negative, connotations to Negative it. connotations as well. I want people to understand that what I am is a follower of Jesus. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Right. And that's what matters. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get so caught up on the other stuff that we miss that. I agree. And the rest of it just has to be your conscience with the Lord. Yeah. Yep. If the Lord, if you don't seem to think the Lord has a problem with you drinking... Donuts. That's on you. It's your relationship. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to do it because that doesn't work for me. Right. Yeah. Okay. I believe the Lord has called me to live a little higher standard. Mm hmm. But at the same time, that's not my job to judge you on that. Mm hmm. So it's not your relationship. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I think if you're drinking too, you know, where you're drinking yourself to blackout, that, that might be, there's a little difference uh-huh. there. You yeah. know what I'm that's saying? That's more of a safety concern. But if, the, but if you don't have a problem with having a drink every now and then, that's 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 between you and the Lord. Uh-huh. So I think we get messed up because we have a tendency to uh, want to write the laws for everybody else. When sure. the only thing that matters is a personal relationship with Jesus. Amen. And I'll, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll stick by that. Yeah. Because I think in the end, he, he really is our good shepherd. I believe that with all my heart and that we just need to be following him. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, I think if there's a little bit more of that, there'd be more churches getting together to understand each other. Wouldn't have so much uh, different opinions either. Mm-hmm. Just saying. But everybody's got an opinion. Everybody thinks they has got to air it. And uh, it, whether that opinion is right or wrong, right. that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying that personal relationship with Jesus is all that matters. Facts. Especially if we are to be the redeemed Christian, uh, redeemed Christians living that life that we're supposed to. If it doesn't start with a personal relationship with Jesus, then well, what are we doing? Then what are, what yeah. are you starting at? Yeah. That's where it has to. That works where it has to start. Mm-hmm. That's how you become saved. It's that personal relationship that that we figure out who our Savior's voice is, mm-hmm. so that when He does call, we can go. Mm-hmm. If we're yep. not, if, if we don't have an answer, yeah. It, if we're not doing the very basic. Then we're not even going to know who our shepherd is. Right. Facts. Mm-hmm. 
and like I said, it, the, the chapter continues on, and they cannot, they just cannot wrap their head, these poor, these poor Jews, they cannot wrap their head around who Jesus is. Yeah. No, at the end of it, they, they just say that he was a demon-possessed man. Mm-hmm. Why listen to him? But there were others in there. Yep. That they were they were heard. divided. And they said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Mm-hmm. Answer, of course, being no. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting that not everybody in the room was blinded there. Some people mm-hmm. are starting to uh, starting to wonder. People are starting to figure out, like, hey, wait a second, that kind of made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and I also and I also want to end on the fact that uh, you're not done until the Lord says you're done. Mm-hmm. Because. All these people are coming at Jesus. They're fixing to stone him. Oh, this is all fixed and turned bad. And they try to seize him, but what does he do? He just escapes their grasp. He just disappears. He's just gone. He's just gone. And there's there's multiple times throughout Scripture where this kind of thing happens. And if the Lord's not done with you, then he's going to create the way for you to get out. Yeah. So at some point, we should be as bold as Jesus was. Mm Mm-hmm. If we know what we're what we're doing, if we have that personal relationship with Jesus, and we're supposed to be sharing like we should, then there might come a time where we're come up against some opposition like this. Now, it doesn't always turn out that way that they get away. <laughs> I mean, you can yeah. talk to poor Stephen. Yeah, Stephen had a and, and there's a few others in there that were at, were martyrs for Christ. Yeah, but through their deaths, many people became right. became Christians. Uh, one one of them was one of the greatest missionaries of the Bible, which was Paul. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Paul had a uh, rough go there at the end. He did. He did. But uh, I just think it's important to bring that in there, that when your time is up, then, or when you've accomplished what the Lord wants you to accomplish, then it is. But don't until tell, then... Don't tell God when you're done. Right. <laughs> And don't he'll, he'll be, let you know. I think I'm good. And uh, don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think sometimes we don't because we're afraid of what the crowd's going to do. Jesus didn't care. No. He, he preached it anyway. Yes. Over and, and he over knew again. it was coming. Yep. And in the end, they they did kill him. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Of course, it was of his own accord. We can't we can't rule that out. Right. But they did. And. It may be called of us someday too, and we have to be ready for that. Yep. But don't count yourself out until the Lord says you're done. Have the courage to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. And sometimes that's, and I, I'm not saying that's easy because it's not, especially in our day and age now. It seems like it's becoming harder and harder because everybody's got an opinion, and, uh, and nobody wants to hear yours, and nobody wants to be called wrong. No. I think that's the biggest thing. So, but yet we are called to tell people that they're wrong. In love, of course. But I'm not sure taking the Bible and back and back and forth, the top of the head is what he's talking about. I don't think about. that's the answer. It's like with sleeping with a dictionary underneath your pillow. If you the words transfer into your head, same thing happens with the Bible. You just <laughs> put the knowledge into your brain for you. Ah! But there's. I don't know. Maybe that would work, Michael. Maybe that's why I need to start doing it. If I started beat more people up, maybe that would work. Science. I don't think that's the answer. Probably not. I'm going to be the voice of reason here and say I don't think that's the way to do it. We need a little bit more love. A little more love. A little more love. A little more understanding. <laughs> understanding. On both sides. True. On both sides. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. 
Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9.45 a.m. And online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website, eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time. <laughs>